What's going on, everybody? This is Heath. I'm here with Steven. This is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Back from Disney. Ready to get after it. Did you tackle Mickey? Yeah. No, uh, no, I did not tackle him. His security was pretty high. He had a bunch of security. <laughs> no, nah, but we had a good time at Disney. Spent a time. Nathan, he enjoyed it. So, that's what it's about. It's about the kids. <laughs> <He enjoyed> it. <laughs> it's, it's about the kids. <laughs> but you were able to watch the game. Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it in our uh, motel. They had some good accommodations for me. It was it was uh it was good. Did they? No, they did. I thought you said you might have to be watching it over dinner. Yeah, I thought I was, but we kind of got since it was Eastern Eastern Standard Time over there. We kind of got dinner at a little earlier oh, that's right than I there. thought. So the game it. didn't kick up there till like six fifty, and so we got dinner about five. So it worked out. It worked out nice. That's good. Yeah, it was good. That's good. But let's jump into it. The real reason we wanted Stephen. Hit on the Super Bowl last week. Did a good job. His daughter threw in some good analysis. Taylor Swift. The only reason I watched it was for the confetti. <laughs> and I, I was like, "Come on!" I really did. I turned it off as soon as they scored that touchdown. You didn't miss much. I was about five minutes after. I was like, "This is ridiculous." But uh, so real reason. I was like, "You know, we got to." I think that was my mic. You just muted. Did I just man. mute your mic. Oh man, we're we're we all got our kinda, mics mixed up. Yeah, we're all backwards here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. It's all good. But the real reason is because – so when Kalen DeBoer got hired at Alabama, a lot of Alabama fans were excited because he has a great offense, and he does. But another big reason was because of his offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb. This is a guy Saban wanted before he hired Tommy Reese. He wanted Ryan Grubb. Ryan Grubb stayed at Washington. He was bringing Ryan Grubb with him. But not only was he bringing Ryan Grubb, he was bringing the offensive line coach, uh, Coach Huff, I think it was his name. Last yes, name Huff. Scott Huff, I believe. Scott Huff, who had the best, won the award for the best offensive line in the country. But they, over, I want it wasn't last weekend, it was the weekend before that. Or, sorry, timelines are confused. They go to the Seattle Seahawks, Steven, and we lose them. Those are big losses. Give me your thoughts on those. Two yeah, guys. I mean they're they're huge losses because, like you said, Saban wanted Grub. Yeah. Um. Grub had been with the boar. It was gonna be. It wasn't. You know, it's not like you're coming into a new head coach, trying to learn his system. Like they were gonna be running the same stuff. Um, he's a huge loss losing the O line coach, as you said, uh, uh, coached the best offensive line in the country last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're big losses, and I think huge losses. We'll, we'll talk about it not in this episode, but in in future episodes. How, especially if it keeps happening, I think you're going to keep seeing coaches, whether it's head coaches or assistant coaches, um, leaving and going to the NF, uh, NFL. Yeah, because of um, the NIL, and it's a it's a mess, and they want to just coach football, and they're spending more time. Yeah, uh, I don't think we mentioned it. Boston colleges. Head coach. The past couple episodes, I think it happened since then. Boston College's head coach left a D1 school head coach. And it wasn't like, you know, like a small D1 school. I mean, it was, you know, it's Boston College yeah. to go be a coordinator in the NFL. And he specifically said it's because of the NIL and he's having to recruit not just high school kids, but his own players. players and there's not enough time to actually coach. Yeah, and, and it's, it's ridiculous. But – and this is a question. So, losing Ryan Grubb's huge. Losing the offensive line coach is just as big because 
offensive line the last couple of years, you know, every every single person that talks college football coming into last season, our buddy Greg McElroy, you know, this is the nastiest unit you've ever seen. I went and watched them at practice, and these boys are the nastiest group you've ever seen. Maybe the best they've ever seen. Had. And I think what what did we had the third most sacks in the country given up. Not yeah, granted. Not granted. That's not all on the O line. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Milrow back there. He's got to pull the trigger. But I think losing that guy will hurt big. They replace Ryan Grill. I'm just going to call this Stevens guy. I'm going to call him Stevens guy. How's he my guy? I don't know because he's not my guy. <laughs> Nick Sheridan. A little backstory about Nick Sheridan. You know, he's, I didn't know much about the guy. So I'm like, you know, let me let me look him up. There's not much to find. <laughs> I'm gonna give this guy, you know, good. I'm gonna give him his props. Nick Sheridan. He was he has been the last two seasons the tight end coach at Washington. Tight ends coach, you know, it is what it is. The year before that, he was the off. He's only been offense coordinator one time. He was offense coordinator at Indiana after Kalen DeBoer left. There is a hundred and thirty. Qualified FBS teams in Division One football. Nick Sheridan's Indiana team finished 123rd of 130. He got fired. They averaged, I want to get this right, they averaged 17 points a game. 17 points, yes, I did not make that up. 17 points a game. They averaged 175 yards passing, 116 yards rushing, and they averaged 290 yards of total offense. Steven, just those stats. What are your thoughts on that um, and on, on the higher? Yeah, I mean, the stats sound horrible. I'll, you do want to know, was he running the same exact offense that he's going to be running? Yeah, at Bama, spread, yeah, spread. Yeah. Um, obviously, he did it with lesser talent, but in a lesser league, <laughs> you know, and equivalent to the talent that they had, I would say the year before. Yeah, um, I don't. And it is it is hard to judge. You know, it's funny. You know, when Tommy Reese, we were worried about man, he doesn't have hardly any experience. He only has what two was it two years at the time, two three years of offensive coordinator. Yeah, two or three. Then you got this guy who has one year, and the one yeah. year was horrible. And yeah. he, he got fired after the year, um, after the season was over. So, I I don't I, – it's kind of hard to make anything of it because there's not much to go off of. I don't know. Why do you think he got the job? Just con- uh, um, continuity. He Just got hired to familiar, be the familiar, yeah. Familiarity. Make sure I say that right. Um, instead of going out and bringing in someone that doesn't know the system and that maybe doesn't know the terminology and having them learn all that, because um, it's going to be running DeBoer's offense. Yeah. This guy already knows the offense. He already knows the terminology. So yeah. it's not like DeBoer's having to retrain an OC. Yeah. I, I have thoughts. I, I'm clearly not thrilled. You know, not overly thrilled about the hire. I do think DeBoer is going to call the plays, and that'll lead. We'll get into that in a second. But I want to say it was Mr. Jeff that said one of the big knocks on DeBoer had been that he is overly loyal to his guys, to his coaches. And to me, this is 
That could be a problem. That could be a problem. That could be a problem. Like, like, could be a problem right now because, you know, I don't know. I to me, I would like to see a guy, you know, go prove it before you just get the become the offensive coordinator at the biggest program in college football. You average 17 points. <laughs> and I understand people saying his talent level was terrible. 17 points is 17 points. I mean, you're not playing Ohio State every week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just this is the truth. Let's look, what what year did he coach? Uh, I got the stats pulled up here. My phone's at 5%, so it's going to die. I was just uh, going to look at the teams that he played. I was just curious. He coached in – he was the OC 2021. 2021. Steven's going to pull that up. But, so hiring him, clearly I think DeBoer's going to call plays. Goodness gracious. What? <laughs> this is the first the first right. score. Okay, hold right, on. Here we go. Let's get uh, – Steven's got it coming. Let me get to the beginning of the season. It always starts off at the end. Yeah, it starts off at the end. I, clearly they didn't plan a bowl game. And I think he got fired like 10 games through the season. I don't think he Wait, made why it. Why is it taking me to 2020? I don't want to go. I don't think he made it the whole way. All right. All right, here we go. 2021. All right, here we go. Iowa, which, you know. Iowa, solid Iowa defense. 34 to 6. They scored 6. Yes. Indiana. Okay. Now the next week, oh, oh. Idaho. Idaho. 56, they scored. And they won the game, 56-14. They, Indiana scored 56. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, next week against Cincinnati. Solid defense. Scored 24 points. Lost the game. Okay. Not, not bad. Not bad. Next week against Western Kentucky. Not good. Scored 33 points. Hey, okay. The next week against Penn State. We're going to have some low numbers coming up here, I got a feeling. Against Penn State, didn't put up a single point. Oh, wow. The next week against Michigan State. Okay, no, another, you know. Uh, 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 yeah, uh. Was that the year they went 11-2 and two maybe? We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. scored 15 points. Oh, wow. 15, okay. That's two touchdowns. Against Ohio State, seven points. Oh, okay. Against Maryland. Monk. Maryland. They put up 35 on y'all. Woo! Um, Against Dang. Michigan, only put up seven points. They probably stole their signs. But though. then this is when they start getting against Rutgers. Oh, big points here. Three points. Against Rutgers? Yeah. Oh, my God. Against oh, against I, Minnesota. That's like the, the equivalent of Vandy. Against Minnesota, 14 points. One on one of this guy got fired. Against Purdue, the the season. seven points. Against Illinois, they won the game, but they only scored 23 points. Let's see. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was that was the next year. Twenty. That's the first okay. game of 22. Okay. So, the last game was Purdue where they only scored seven points. Okay. So, they ended the season <laughs> losing to the Rutgers 38-3, to yeah. losing to Minnesota 35-14, and losing to Purdue 44-7. And I'm glad you, you said those teams because I understand Ohio State's Penn State. They, Michigan, they clearly yeah. have more talent than you. Rutgers, Purdue, what are we doing? Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. I mean, these teams are the equivalent talent. So, this this doesn't get me excited. We just hired Michigan Michigan State's O line coach. He's been there the last four years. He just got hired at Baylor because you know snatched him. We snatched him. Come on, buddy. <laughs> I, I'm I don't know much about him. Yeah, I don't know. And that is one thing that I will say, DeBoer. And it, <laughs> this is what <laughs> this is what gets me going. 
you know, all these Alabama sites, they put out these names like, what was a old Mrs. Coach like before Lane Kiffin? That big O line coach that was Houston Nut. No, 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 no. Uh, he wasn't right before Lane. No, uh, Luke, Luke something. He's oh, a, he's oh, a, he was at he's Georgia. Georgia. He was at Clemson. Yeah. At Clemson now. Yeah. He's Georgia's O line coach. Right. Yeah, I know you talking about. His name was thrown out. There. Oh, bring him home, baby. We're bringing him home. We're getting these big time. And then they hire this kid. They hire this cat from Baylor. And then they're like, you know, this is a this is a home run hire. Nobody saw this coming. Listen, let's just be consistent. We don't know nothing about these guys. Did you see the um, kind of off top of this about Alabama bring home Scott Cochran? Yeah, and I think there's more to the story. You know, he struggled with uh, yeah, his mental substance. Health. Oh, 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 I thought it was I thought it was alcohol. I thought substance it was mental. Abuse. Well, it might have been both. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, it could. Yeah, but I, no, there's got to be more to the story. But so there's that. We don't know nothing about these guys. We're just saying like what we think. They these guys could be great. He could have just hired the next Steve Sarkeesian. I don't know. He could have. He could have. I mean, you never know. But I will say something interesting that I brought up before we started was when is the last – and this is goes back to – because everything's reporting that Kalen DeBoer is probably going to call plays. In today's college football, it scares me to death. It is so – Ryan Day just gave up play calling because he said, and a lot of coaches are saying, it is so hard right now to be the CEO – of a college football team. You're having to recruit your players every day, every week. You're having to worry about NIL, special teams, defense, and everything, and to be coming up with the game plan. and Because that is a full-time job. Yeah. And in order to come up with a game plan, you have to watch all the film right. on the opposing <clears throat> defense. So that's a lot on your plate, and it scares me to death. He hasn't done it with Ryan Grubb. He did it, I want to say, at Fresno State, maybe the first year. But since Ryan Grubb has been with him, he has not called plays. DeBoer hasn't. So, give me your thoughts on that, and then I'll give you a good stat. Uh, do you think it will hurt his overall ability to be – like, do you think – because you see sometimes Lane Kiffin doing some stupid stuff. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, they're not disciplined. They're not – he doesn't well, have Lane, all his ducks in a row. No, that's, Lane, that's I a, could, Lane, I could see – Lincoln Riley. It affects yeah. how you call a game. But Yeah. Lane, I could see – him not being really the CEO at Ole Miss, that he's just like, all right, y'all handle y'all's thing. Right, absolutely. And that, that's not a good thing. Um, I, I personally don't think yeah, it's I don't a good think thing. so. I think he can do it for, because he, this is a, an extremely pivotal year, I think, for the perception of, you know, let's just Bama fans, yeah. the perception of the rest of the country on that program, the perception of recruits, potential transfers, potential guys that are, that stuck it out, that are still there. Like, okay, we're going to see what you're about, DeBoer. And then if you – the offense is terrible. You know, Justin ha- Justice Haynes didn't enter the portal. I mean, he still could after the spring, I guess. But if he sticks it out and the offense is terrible and isn't flowing good, he might – okay, yeah, I'm out. Because you get a free transfer. Yeah. Yeah. So he might take over to make sure it kind of runs smooth or how he wants it to run. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's sustainable over a long period of time. So, here's my stat. I told you I had a good stat, and I, I agree with you. I think he has to because if he lets his Sheridan cat do it and we go seven and five, I hate to say somebody's on the hot seat, but you're on the hot seat. You got to be on the hot seat. The, the boar? Yeah, you got to. Saban went six and, I think, six and six his first year at Bama, was it? 
He six, went six something regular season. Terrible. Yeah, seven and six with a bowl game. The roster it's Alabama Colorado. has a top. Would State. you would you agree Bama's got a top five roster? Even with the players. Even with their, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's even, no even the guys they have coming right. in. Right. There's yeah. no question. Top five roster. You can't go worse than eight and uh nine and three. Anyways, so the last and this is a good stat. Ooh, I just found it. This is a good listen. Since two thousand. Now I may be wrong, but I don't think I am. Since two thousand, there has only been one coach that calls plays offense or defense, I believe. I'm looking at it, and I think I'm right. Offense or defense that calls plays that have won a national championship. You know who it is? Was since two thousand? Was it an SEC team? No. And they only won it once. It was like a fluke year. Oh, oh man. I'm trying to think. Was it like it's like, give me the year, I guess. Well, was it years and years ago? Or yeah, was it in the it's 10s? Been, it's been since eleven 10? years ago. Oh, so two thousand and uh twelve? Yeah. Or, or well two thirteen. Yeah, two thousand thirteen, yeah. Oh, who was that? Oh, uh Crab Legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. The last since two thousand I, I didn't go back any further. The last twenty three, twenty four years. He has been the only coach that calls plays. And I would say that's a – and if you look at him at Texas A&M, that was one of his big weaknesses. Yeah. Was they said he called plays and the rest of his team, it it showed in how they were prepared yeah. in certain and that, situations. Yeah. And that team was a fluke. And that team was when an you, absolute fluke. Because yeah. you watched it. And they, now, they were loaded. They had a ton of talent. They had a ton of talent, but their quarterback was literally blind. Like, literally he didn't, he didn't blind. wear his contacts on the field. If you watch the game, if you can remember, you watch the game, blind. he would literally squint toward the sidelines to try to read the play. Just <laughs> listen to that guy talk. He's a true <laughs> clown. So, it does scare me about DeBoer. And there's something else. I, I We're not going to have a long episode. Something else I want to get your thoughts on. But, so that is one that really scares me. Now, I, if you're doing it for a year, maybe we can get by. But, so that scares me. There's an article that came out. Seattle Times put it out that Ryan Grubb and the offensive line coach, Coach Huff, they knew that they were going to the Seahawks. Like the it was already like it was already in the works. They already knew it. They didn't announce anything until Alabama's 30-day portal window closed. So all the Alabama players think that Grubb, offensive line coach, is there. They already have a deal done. They they wait to after the thirty days, so none of the players could transfer because you know you can't leave just because yeah. the coordinator leaves. Give me your thoughts on that. I mean, I think that's the monster that the NCAA created. When yeah. you have, I mean, it's basically free agency. Yeah. When you have all this happening, I I think, I mean, it, you know, it sucks, but it's also like, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's yeah. part of it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm. I don't like it as far as I feel bad for the I guess the players to a certain extent because if you did know that you like it's your job to me you should just go ahead and leave because if the offense if they're already preparing like you know this is our coach you know I like what he did at Washington we're going to stay for him and then you know that you're leaving but you're not telling nobody you're just waiting until they can't leave for you to leave then I don't I don't necessarily like that, but I just think it's I think it's fishy, and you know, but uh, Joel Flat said he didn't like it. Yeah, look, eventually they're gonna start doing it to where 
not you know has had the head coach leave. Oh, this is good. thirty day. You know, start, Joel, you know Joel Klatt? Yeah, he said because we'll start doing it by position. I heard about this and then I, I was watching something. He said what you just said, position coach. So position. so if if offensive line coach leaves, those offensive line, offensive line portal opens. I'm like, dude, are you like know, that? Man. Is insane. once you once you get to that, it's just it's already a pain. College football is already a pain in the butt. And you know something I haven't thought about? You know how these coaches get fired, like, sometimes midseason? Is their yeah. portal window open that, like, during the season? I wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think a lot of things. Has anybody thought of that? That would be buck wild, dude. Well, Jimbo Fisher got fired midseason. And no, they didn't say anything about portal open. Yeah, that's true. Didn't he, get, he got fired midseason, didn't he? Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, he got fired after the season. Yeah, they beat they beat the brakes off somebody. and He got fired. They beat the brakes off Arkansas. Yeah, like got <laughs> he got fired after they won by like forty. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's exciting, but he's finally. It made breaking news that first coach to tweet to be on social media <laughs> today. DeBoer tweeted something about. I have to go follow him. Yeah, I have to give him a follow. <laughs> Get him on the pod, Ray. Oh, coach, come on down. But yeah, he's got his. I think the coaching staff's in order. We thought that a couple weeks ago. Stuff happens. But hopefully, I'm excited. Spring training is coming up soon. Kane Womack doesn't leave to come. Oh, my goodness. But Mobile College. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do an episode next week, but we're going to hit on Transfer Portal. We'll hit on some NFL draft coming up. We'll hit on. We'll tell you why Mac Jones is the best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mac Jones to the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> but we got a little bit to hit on. But till next time. See you. See you.